0: What is up, Tanya? Welcome to Up Close and Social. It's great to have you here on this episode today.
1: Thank you so much, Anga. It's such a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.
0: Now, people who don't know, before I introduce you to them, Tanya is a creator. I when I was planning the show, I shortlisted a couple of creators and I like, yeah, mujhe chahiye." Oh. And I think I nagged you a lot, a lot, a lot. And you were sweet enough to finally give in and come here. So once again, thank you for that. Now, before we continue, I want the people who are watching right now, maybe a lot of them don't know you, maybe a lot of them do, but just a short introduction for Tanya the Traveler, Tanya the Filmmaker. How would you like to describe yourself?
1: Okay, wow. Firstly, Angal, I'd like to cut you some slack. It's okay, you did not nag me. It's a pleasure talking to you. And secondly, I think if I have to define who I am, of course, people know me as a content creator first, and I think that is also such a big part of my life because Travel and content creation has become my profession, and I'm always surrounded by uh, upconsi video, upconsi video. And I think as create, as a creator, even you'd understand that that just becomes a huge part of your identity. Um, but besides that, I think I'm just a very. Um, I feel like I have an interest in a lot of um, media in general. Besides travel, travel is obviously my one of my first passions because I want to see a lot of things in world, in life. I want to see all the amazing. Uh, things earth has to offer so I'm enthusiastic about nature, I'm enthusiastic about films, I like watching good things and listening to good music and I like appreciating art so uh, although my background doesn't suggest it because I did my engineering in electrical engineering but in short yes that is a brief about me
0: I've seen a lot of engineers (laughs) convert into really creative people yeah okay so for people watching right now and as of today because these numbers change every day how many subscribers? Do you remember having as of today?
1: I think 430k. 4,30,000. That's
0: it. That's it. So, okay. almost 500k. you yeah, closer to 500k than that number.
1: No, no, so, no. I'm, I'm sure I'm at 430. Maybe by the time in. this releases, I'll be at half a million.
0: I'm not to it but abhi na, side by side, dekh Okay. So, yes, you have 4.30, you have 4.30, okay I'm gonna cut that out, 4.60, I don't know why I wrote 4.60 it's okay. But dekho, this is what happens when you want a creator to be bigger yeah. And you wish for them to be bigger And Thank I'm sure you. by the time this comes out, 4.60 ho be Okay, so now let's talk about the show so taki people know what this is about now, okay i would say that a lot of creators are joining the platform today that is youtube or any other platform but mainly youtube yeah and a lot of times they take inspiration from bigger creators people like you several creators and it's not always easy being accessible to them you can always tell them that you can see some videos but the journey the struggles the the side you don't talk about in your videos, or rather you don't want to talk about, they don't So they think, Are, I'll also start travelling, I'll also get a million subscribers in a day or a month. But that's yeah. not the story. So this show is Up Close and Social, where we talk about those kind of things in this part. This epi- Like this show is divided into two parts. Here we have all these serious knowledge, growth, wali baate, your story. But uske baad, we go a little deeper into YouTuber Tanya's heart, Tanya, Tanya Kanjo, and we talk about who you are, what your life is like, some personal things in the after party. Oh, Where yeah. usually, one way or another, some secrets are spilled. So, yeah, typical coffee with current vibes.
1: Oh Par wow, that, <laughs> should I be nervous?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, now we are going to start with your YouTube journey, and okay. it's going to be very simple. Gyan, jisko milna hai milega, kahani jisko milna hai milega. Bil- bilkul raw, bilkul real people, nothing filtered out. So, let's Talk about your past on YouTube. Because okay. we have to start from the beginning. Okay. So how long have you been on YouTube for?
1: Uh so in January I completed no, sorry, November 2018 I completed two years. Okay. Seven months more.
0: Yeah. But I I'll believe you. I'll believe you. You did engineering, my math failure. Yeah. To but so it's so I would say you had a strategy because I've seen creators. Who dedicatedly they've not struggled for very long, but they've given their entire thing. So two years on the platform, two and a half, nearing two and a half years, is a good amount of time. Like it's not also not either a lot, nah both come. So I've given a good amount of time. Yeah. And that's converted into 4,30,000 subscribers.
1: subscribers.
0: Yeah. And also Instagram pe bhi hai, one lakh, I think twenty thousand. Twenty-eight. One 28. I know
1: my numbers, what, see, see, what
0: can see, I say? <laughs> see, see, I'm telling you, when I saw the numbers, the numbers are Okay, so hmm. coming to what you're doing today, what made you decide what to
1: uh, Okay, so I was always enthusiastic about travelling, of course. And I wanted to travel uh-huh. more and see amazing things in life. And I did not want a monotonous life. I'm not the kind of person who can have an, a monotonous life because that's just not who I am. So I knew I wanted something, I wanted to do something exciting and Uh YouTube just seemed like a very accessible, not a career, but a platform where I could start with something related to what I want to do, how I want to live my life, how I at least envision my life. So with the channel started. I started with Uh blogging about one of my trips and I did not have this in mind that I'll have a channel, I'll start. I'll quit my job, I'll eventually become a YouTuber, but I think it was just a gradual eventual process. I I did it for a bit, I created a few videos and then I realized that, oh, this also can convert into my profession because I already knew of a lot of people who were doing it even before me. There have been creators who are on the platform since 10, 12 years, 5 years, much longer than me. Um, So obviously they were my inspiration in that sense that yes, this can become your profession. So while traveling, I videos and the channel started. Eventually along the line, uh, uh, down the line, I realized that I don't want to do a corporate job anymore because this is so much more exciting and fulfilling. So that's how I started.
0: Were there any creators you were following before you started and like, this is the kind of life I would like to live.
1: See honestly, I did not grow up watching YouTube in the sense that oh I followed so such and such creator mm-hmm. or so many creators. I mostly started watching tutorials. Which is so lame because <laughs> there were so many creators I could have had the the opportunity to watch. But I'm just not the kind of person who consumes a lot of content randomly. So okay. I I did not do that a lot but once I once I got on the platform is when I started exploring more and more creators and that is when I started seeing what they were doing how they're doing it obviously not with the intention of copying them but just to gauge that how are they doing it as a profession or as a career
0: okay so, here a lot of creators struggle deciding what they want to even start their content with. Karna hai, bas hai. So, what would be your tip? What was your pushing factor to help you choose what you wanted to do, which might help them?
1: Okay, so uh, actually, I think travel was just generally something that used to excite me so much that even when I was doing a job. So, uh, for people who don't know, I did a corporate job for almost a year and a half after my college. I got placed directly from college. So, while I was even in my corporate job, I used to take out so much of my time to just travel. Uh, the first day, I was just in joining the office, ka, I came back from a trek the very morning. I went to Roopkun trek, which is like a six day trek. Uh, four or six, I think I'm forgetting the exact number, number of days, it was a long time back. <laughs> but that very morning, in fact, I had forgotten that I was joining din. The day before that, I by chance got a bus and came back to Delhi and I got to my first day of office, very sleep deprived just somehow dressed up for office and that was the first story I narrated to my coll- colleagues uh, on my joining day that oh, I'm coming from a trek and they were like who is this person why is she coming from a trek so I used to devo- devote a lot of my time to travel in any case I used to go for treks jabi ko chutti hoti thi diwali holi anything instead of celebrating festivals I used to always prioritize that oh I have to go to so and so place so it was such a big part of my life that I knew that if I have to start with something maybe I can give people gyan on what I'm doing or if not gyan at least just share my experiences based on whatever it is that I'm doing and how I'm doing it and uh, even if people want to know about how you can travel while working I thought I'd start with that but obviously that did not happen eventually so that is how I started with creation and the process of making videos and also a lot of my colleagues used to tell me then that oh you should make videos no so at least we'll see you and get jealous what are you up to and what are you doing in your life I said yeah that's a good point (laughs) Um, But if people want to decide what they should be doing, I think ideally they should think of it this way, that if you have to be a a content creator, you would ideally be doing it for at least three years, five years, and if you have a long-term plan, then maybe even 10 years. Mm -hmm. Because once you're a content creator, you probably will remain a content creator. You may diversify into other streams of business that revolve around it, but you will eventually remain a content creator once you devote your life to it. So what is the one thing that you think you can keep doing? What is it that defines you? Uh, Is it some kind of uh, music or do you want to do covers or do you want to do vlogs or do you just want to do something fun just for the heck of it? So think of it this way that what is it that defines you at this point of time, you may not have a long term strategy but at least Mm. something that you think you'll have fun doing and don't just go by numbers, don't just go by trends that other people are um, following on YouTube. Do what you think suits your personality and will be good for you in the longer run. What can you sustain doing? And don't focus on hitting that one viral video because that's not going to make you a creator. That may at best give you a one day, two day or a week's push, but it's not going to propel your career. It's not going to make you uh, famous or it's not going to make your channel sustainable. You will have to push out those videos as frequently as possible, which is humanly possible or based on your schedule, it works for you. So yeah, choose your content based on that.
0: Very true. Very true. Abhi, out of all of this, I had a, sev- I have several more questions lined up, but a question popped up. Yeah. How did you convince your parents, that I will go and travel in the meanwhile. I think log wahi pe shocked I matlab ye kaise
1: um, I think I would just say that because I've been doing it. I, so I started traveling when I was 19 back in college. Okay. And uh pehle, obviously I did not tell my parents about it that I was into travelling. And when I say travelling, people think ki, oh it's such a leisure that you're spending your time la- traveling. Whereas for me it wasn't like that, it wasn't leisure, it was just something that I needed for feeling alive, maybe, or feeling better about. Uh, my day-to-day life. I of isolation, kuch din of travelling, which is why I did it often. Um, then eventually I told my parents about it, that yes, this is something that I like doing, this is something that I want to keep doing. And it's not like I'm doing anything, you know, out of place. Travelling is a very normal activity. And they knew that I'm a very responsible person in general. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents are also in, in general very supportive and also probably on the liberal side as compared to a lot of parents, I, I wouldn't want to make comparisons of course, um, but I think they're on the liberal side and they're very understanding, if, if I try having a conversation with them and explaining something from my point of view, they're mostly on board. So I think that is how, it was a, again, this is also a very gradual p- process in college when ja I they were angry, um, but eventually they understood that, okay. And once I got a job, they were on board with it because obviously I was managing my finances also myself, which is a learning that everybody, gains into adulting and uh, once you start managing your finances your parents become a little more chill and my parents also know that I'm responsible I've never abused uh, any kind of substances or alcohol or done anything too out of proportion I'm a very normal kid so basically I think it was easier for me to convince them
0: so that that I think makes a lot of sense if you're doing something for the purpose of like if you're treating it seriously so, your parents also do understand that this yeah. is something not just So now, let's come to a question that when you started, obviously, there are expectations that YouTube... You're not just creating it for yourself, you're creating it for potentially thousands for of audience. other people. Yes. yes. So, what were your expectations when you started? That maybe a year from now, maybe a two, year, two years from now, maybe a 10 years from now, this is what I want to be doing in this field. And where are you compared to that expectation?
1: Okay, so uh, when I started off, I had very basic expectations. Obviously I was doing it for an audience, I won't lie. Everybody does it for an audience. When a platform, when you put yourself in the public eye, when you run the risk, I will will call it a risk because putting yourself uh, out there in the world is slightly scary in the beginning. But when you are doing it in the beginning, so obviously you're doing it for an audience. So I always treated my videos that way, that yes, I was speaking to an audience, that yes, I'm talking to a larger audience here. And I kept that in my mind somewhere in the back of it, that you to do But I think my expectations were very, very basic. At that point of time, even a 10,000 subscriber milestone seemed huge. Even getting a sponsored trip seemed huge. Um, and I think free travel, thought that, will I get to travel for free? And uh, to me, my younger self seems a little lame right now, I wouldn't lie. <laughs> because getting a sponsored trip is a great thing, but it's not, it shouldn't be the end goal. If anyone starts travel vlogging, start I know that exciting sound, karega, but there are a lot of pros and cons to it, which I may or may not get into right now. Um, but yeah, I think those are my very basic uh, expectations. Oh, and oh, talking- the second part of your question was, where am I compared to that now? Um, Compared to that now, I think I have a much larger audience than what I had anticipated. In two years, I was probably... I did not even have a two-year plan back then uh, in terms of the subscriber milestone. Mujalaga, maybe 100k uh, should at least be the minimum target. So at least I'm past that. In terms of the kinds of travel I'm doing, of course I've had a lot of wonderful opportunities. I even got quote-unquote sponsored trips, which is exciting at first. But then I realized that, oh, I'd rather do content which I want to do than do content which is just sponsored so i have to financially cater for the the kind of content i want to be creating so that was a challenge in itself too and i've kind of navigated my way past it i've learned so much i think more than any milestone more than anything ki aapka content kaisa hai, what kind of uh, work you're putting out what you learn is so so massive because it's like running a full business you learn finances you like learn marketing you learn about your own self you learn about your limitations and your pros your cons so the learning aspect of it is massive
0: that's very true i think at the time pe, you started for fun and it should stay for fun but after a point it's not just sponsorships and getting that hundred dollars yeah. you have to build it into something that you can live off of yeah because I think initially it's just for yourself your pocket money manlo, but long term goal mein, you have things to buy, you have bills to pay, you have probably someone else to take care of alongside you. Like yeah. at least, utna to Now I'm going to talk about something that is a major reason where I wanted a strong, strong female creator to be on board on this platform okay. or this show. Okay. Which is, I feel a lot of people, especially my female audience so thodi bhi hai, is afraid to come onto YouTube or yeah. um, rather to come out in general and be in the public eye Yeah. yet there's a lot of people and here i feel what like i'd like your thoughts on that was it scary and what's the experience like being a strong independent female creator who hustles every day probably
1: okay so i think initially of course uh, i was a little bit scared not from the perspective of being a female but just generally putting myself out there is scary for everybody But then I realized that, yes, you can get trolled for a lot of things. You can get trolled for just existing. You can get trolled for your choices, your everyday life choices. And that may not be wrong in your eye, but it can be wrong to some XYZ uh, who wants to make it a point to point it out. So it is scary, of course. But I think I've always been at least confident about my own philosophy my own life philosophy so in the beginning at least that really helped every now and then i do get bothered by uh, people trolling me and even now i think it is kind of a hustle thinking about what i think is appropriate where do i draw a line because i may want to do a certain thing or i may have certain opinions about things in life but i still have to draw a line when i uh, with when it comes to sharing it um especially i would say even something as basic as clothing. Initially, I was very apprehensive that if I'm going to a beach and if I want to wear, say, a bathing suit, just because I'm comfortable in it and if I just want to have the experience of it, you know, I might get trolled for it and that's a big thought. So for some some time, I think I did try and avoid it, but then eventually I realized that this is just too much thinking that I have to put into my own life. If I'm going to get um, question for everything I do or if I'm going to get opinions for everything I do and I take them too seriously my I may lose myself in the process so you have to be very strong-willed and you have to keep a very um, you have to have good Sensibility about who you think you are as a person and what your opinions are of course they are bound to change with time Your opinions can go from being something to something completely opposite in a span of a very short time But at least you should be sure about what you stand for
0: See because I have seen a lot of trolls and a lot of I would say Obviously, it's, it's a matter of concern like I'm, I'm not saying that girls are not strong enough to come out of the platform. But any day if it was my own sister, my own family, I would think twice just for the kind of people there are. But yes, I do respect you for one thing. You definitely motivate a lot of people to come out, be themselves. And I think we just need to normalize this. The whole point of even me talking today that you are a female creator is something that in the back of my head, I don't want to say that because yeah. you are a creator. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do want to normalize this situation where anyone can be on the platform. If you get hate get hate equally you you can't cancel out the hate yeah. but at least I, I think people need to be okay with this and the only way to do that is seeing more creators join the platform
1: you know what okay, i feel I'm like gonna... sorry about sorry sure, about picking you up uh, but i also feel like you should be at a point where you're okay with overcoming your insecurities you know hate hurts mm-hmm. you the most when you're insecure about certain things especially when it comes to gender Uh, Or things like clothing or things like uh, uh, I don't know body shaming These are things that are bound to happen and at some point of time you have to try and Overcome your own securities associated with these issues, too. It's not easy. I'm not saying that it should be taken lightly It's not something that can be done overnight, but um, it's a process and you have to be on that path of at least overcoming your own securities That is when you can be a happier person in general and also be comfortable with being on a social media platform
0: uh, Relating to that I Till date get a lot of comments on body shaming being overweight. <laughs> I've been called feminine several times oh. and I, Yeah, so that sucks like sometimes but like the point no, is that I sucks used to...
1: for the people who are saying it
0: no, no, it sucks for to the point of constantly going through that for no reason then it took me a while to understand like where do these haters come from i used to literally be upset i'm not going to make a video i used to talk to my mother she's like just imagine how much how much insecurity a person has to have that he has to comment on other people take out time of his day write out paragraphs for that person constantly one video after another there's something in his life that is lacking and then i really okay so the thing is I live with two amazing women, my sister and my mother. Yeah. So then I realized, I don't need to pretend. I've, I've been born and brought up by them. So obviously I am bound to pick up some stuff. At least I'm not toxic. I'd rather be feminine than be toxic. So yeah. coming to that, I think you. it took me a while. It took me a while, but I am comfortable with who I am right now. And troll I just visualise how time it just to give me that one comment And that view And like, okay, you gave me a view, I'm okay with that You're running my show So, so I'm, I'm okay with that
1: See, when it comes now, to comments like those, I feel like it's really sad on the haters that they don't have an open mind And they're not only... When they're calling somebody feminine, they're also kind of dissing females in general And that's really sad, I feel So, um, what was my other point that I wanted to make? Sorry, I lost my train it's of the thought. This is
0: going to be the most chill, <laughs> random show ever. But that—that's, I think, the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. I completely lost my tra- train of thought, but I wanted to say something really cool.
0: <laughs> we'll come back to that. I'll edit it back. Okay. Tanya's sure, thoughts coming sure, back. Sure,
1: sure. Thank okay, you. Okay,
0: so how how long did it take you to like? I, so you said you the goals did matter. Maybe not so much right now. But you are a number chaser, like number tracker I would say. Yeah. So how long did it take you for the 100, the 1000, the 10,000 from the day from day one?
1: Oh, initially I, was, I used to be so excited with every single increase in the subscriber count. And I won't even lie, I used to check out my subscribers so much initially. So I think for the first 100, it did not take a lot of time because family, friends, etc. Who will subscribe to your channel but i think the first thousand probably happened in the f- in four months because that is when i had quit my job and the day I, res- I was supposed to leave office was the day i hit a thousand subscribers and that is how i remember the milestone ki. oh yes uh that happened So i think it took about four months it may have taken not too long to hit the ten-, 10 000 subscriber milestone but that was huge for me because that was initially what i had idealized the goal, the goal ki that if we I would have arrived. <laughs> yeah, so... I think it took another... 1 lakh. Haan, I think it took another 4, five, four three, three months probably to hit 10,000, not too long. Uh, just, just the time was 1,000 with so definitely come time at 10,000 with And no? I'm completely forgetting the statistics. But th- there is one thing I have to say, you'll never be satisfied with whatever count you're at and whatever content you're producing. You'll always... Feel and it's good in a way that gives you motivation. It'll keep giving you motivation to work harder and produce better things because you're never going to be satisfied with the kind of videos you put out put out or the number of subscribers you have. I don't keep a track as such anymore. But check But at least, yeah. yes, these things do kind of get to you at times.
0: Okay, it's June 2020 right now. One million gold can't yeah. lie about that. that?
1: Uh, I think I'll keep it to myself right now because I'm going through a lot of transitions in terms of the content that I want to produce and I am producing and I do anticipate a certain goal. And I do know with what I have in mind that maybe this will come faster or slower whatever, but I don't want to disclose it right now just for the sake of. Not you know, jinxing it. Yeah, not jinxing it probably.
0: Okay, so let's come on to, thora sa again, part of your past, which was, initial time, mein, what were the finances like? YouTube specifically, because okay. you did mention that you decided to leave your job. Yeah. So, fi- that was a big step financially. So, what are your finances for the first probably two years? Or rather, the two years is your entire journey. So, so the first year, what was the first year like for YouTube financially?
1: So, I had saved up from my job. If I'm I don't remember the exact figure, but probably 4-5 lakhs. And I said that I'll travel on a shoestring budget and I'll try to optimize it for as long as possible. And then, of course, ad revenue will also somewhat start flowing in. I'm sure if I make good videos, if I prioritize making good videos, it should happen. Um, but the worst thing happened. So, do you remember how uh, YouTube changed its ad policy?
0: Adpocalypse.
1: Yeah, that happened exactly when I had quit my job. So, I was this close to the milestone. So, 10,000 views on one video. 2017,
0: 2017. Tha, huh. I had just left my channel with 6,000 subscribers and I started a new one. And one week in, they announced this. So, I remember. Yeah. I think it was around May or so, May, June. Probably, probably yes
1: but I was so close to hitting the target and if I had completed the target before the announcement I would have probably got monetized but I did not and I the whole shift was announced I was again very close and they, they said that within a week if you meet the target then we'll monetize your channel anyway but if you don't uh meet those targets I think thousand subscribers and uh four
0: thousand watch
1: four thousand ha four thousand thousand watch hours. hours if you don't meet that target within one week and I was so close because I was already at 1000 subscribers but I was so close to that 4000 uh, watch hours but I missed that one week and it took another 4-5 months to get monetized so I was hassled like anything but then I knew that okay, if I optimize the savings that I have maybe I'll, I'll get past this period and eventually I am so monetized, so it's okay So yeah, that's how uh, I had done my financial planning. And of course I tried to optimize my savings as much as possible. And then again, a lot of sponsored trips also began happening at my 10,000 subscriber milestone. So I saved again. So I did not have to spend on travel on creating new content. And that was great for again optimizing for a few more months. Then ad revenue started flowing in and I got a little more comfortable with my first sponsored video and all. And since then, fortunately things have been fine.
0: For most creators, Sponsorships and uh, sponsorships, and for you, sponsored trips are your main, I would say, return from the content that yes. you make. But talking about AdSense, because a lot of people feel AdSense is the only way you can earn. What was your, initial, <laughs> your disappointment?
1: Uncle, let me AdSense give you statistics. AdSense for most creators, no matter who you ask, is probably going to be just 10% or lesser of the entire revenue they make. True. Sure. Okay, so people in India don't realize how important sponsored videos are because you won't be able to make it if you're not doing sponsored videos. Even a few sponsored videos a year are more than enough because by then you're probably at a stage where you can negotiate and you can and you know how much to how valuable your videos are. Um, so, yeah, AdSense is nothing. <laughs>
0: You want to know how much this is a video that i haven't disclosed to people but it's on another channel do you know how much i made for a million views that i got probably within like a span of a month how much 20 dollars. 20 to 25 dollars
1: see i already know that because i know how adsense works and the worst thing is the cpm also changes for the kind of content you make if you're making lifestyle content or fashion content that is uh, going to naturally be more attractive for people who are of the capitalistic mindset. So ads will run mm-hmm. better on lifestyle kind of content. For travel content, unfortunately, the CPMs are much lower than um, most lifestyle channel videos. And I've, I've, I've already done this analysis across the board. So I know for a fact that no matter how many videos I publish or how many views I've hit, AdSense is probably never going to be enough. So yeah, that's the it's harsh reality random. of YouTube in India.
0: True. So I would say at this current point, you're decently, I'll say you're financially stable with your own self. Yeah. But let's talk about Moon Finances, say, when you started, what was your camera gear, your space? Where, like, I would say the whole planet was your space because that's the content you were making. But what was your gear back then? Your camera, your audio, whatever.
1: Okay. So my camera, I had a G7X Mark II for vlogging. I had a GoPro and this is something that I had already purchased when I was working. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a great thing because I did not have to plunge into my savings uh, after starting. And Mm -hmm. uh, besides that I have invested in my current camera which is a Panasonic GH5 and I also fortunately got selected for YouTube next up. Which gives you a I
0: don't know if the final people will see it. But yeah. While I'm talking to you, I can see the next up.
1: Oh you can, okay, yeah, my my next up trophy is here. Trophy niche, like your memento is here. Huh. So because I got selected in Next Up 2018 and that was very close to after I had started with my channel. But many camera already used to read. So from my first sponsored video or so, I think I purchased this camera and because next up also happened i was able to purchase more gear like i could get a better gear, uh, a better mic i could get a stabilizer a gimbal a nice one that too and i got my studio lights which i use till date so that was a very good thing that happened in my life and i felt like everything was going just right in that year at least in 2018 um in a lot of ways oh next up happened i was getting recognized youtube india picked up the videos that i was making i was putting in a lot of effort i was spending a lot of hours editing them and they were giving substantially good returns also so uh, I would say that in a way everything kind of kept working out maybe because I wanted it just so bad I just kept telling myself that yes I have to make it I have to make it there's no other way I have left my job already so maybe one after the other I just remained positive and it just kept kept happening so 2018 was a good year that way
0: everything's better than right now (laughs) but yeah Okay. No, I feel so, like even
1: right now for creators is not such a bad time because at least we are we are getting outside of our comfort zone. Me especially, I am really getting outside of my comfort zone because I know travel is probably not going to be possible for quite some time. So
0: I was gonna come to that, but yeah, uh, I want to ask you: Are you a Mac editor or a Windows editor now?
1: So Which unfortunately, thing? I use a Mac laptop, but I'm a Premiere Pro user. <laughs> <laughs>
0: दोनों extremes ले
1: लिए। दोनों
0: extremes ले लिए। <laughs> That's चलो that's cool so Premiere editor on a Mac and what do you use to edit your thumbnails and all of that? Photoshop, Photoshop
1: yeah।
0: चलो मतलब full on creator मतलब ये नहीं कि compromise नहीं करना the best। No no, hai. no
1: no not at all. Since the very beginning oh. I got the full proper Adobe Premiere sorry Adobe का जो suite होता है ना all <laughs> apps कोई compromise नहीं when it comes to editing or at least your work. Let's go full 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 on, <laughs> yeah।
0: and did you start editing with Premiere and Photoshop?
1: Yes, I did.
0: So from day one?
1: From day one.
0: That is great. Like, I know a lot of people who transition slowly, but no, we decided to go full on. Full on. That matter, I have. I was completely final cut from movie Yeah. So, because at that time, I didn't have And at I'm talking about 2009-10. Yeah. So at that time, there was option. Tha bhi nahi. Now, coming to the present, you told what's your journey right now, but how do you feel your content differs from what you used to make right in the beginning to right now like what's the vibe of your content that might have changed because everyone's evolved
1: okay so i feel like when i started off with making travel videos they were obviously basic vlogs just how anybody starts i started off with my phone camera and all oh. the best i knew was pointing the phone camera at my face and just recording whatever was going on after I learned how to actually string stories together, and based on whatever footage I had from any particular trip, how do I want to present it in a way that people feel like they're actually on a trip with me? So that was the biggest learning experience, I would say, and also. It was a best. It was the best representation of who I was as a person at the point of time because, like I've mentioned, I have an interest in films also in filmmaking also, and I notice a lot of things even in film editings. So I wanted to kind of bring that experience of um, documentaries or movies into my travel videos, and that was just a personal choice. I'm not saying it's the right choice or the wrong choice, but I just wanted to bring that essence into my raw videos. So they're semi raw and semi. Cinematic Cinematic not in the sense of shooting or editing but in the sense of the storytelling I think that was mm-hmm. the, the suit that I developed the most when I started off So that is how I've evolved as at least a filmmaker And I won't even say filmmaker as a content creator Filmmaker will advance advanced little bit So somewhere in between nee, nee hai.
0: Oh, oh, I have seen your content. I can, you can call yourself a filmmaker.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I think, why
0: a lot of people say how to make cinematic videos. It's not about the shots. It's about the feeling you can portray through your story. Exactly. So- it's a package it's an entire package
1: so when people start off with cinematic editing what they get wrong is that it's not about the luts you use or the color grading you do and everybody prioritizes these trivial things so much that oh color grading is so important or oh uh, transitions are so important i would say hai, maybe if you want to get, uh, get, catch somebody's attention in a short span of time Transitions are important, but when you call yourself a cinematic filmmaker, it's not at the end of the day about just the transitions or the color grade. The heart of it is the story you're telling and you should be able to tell the story well. That is when you make good cinematic videos.
0: When people ask me how to make cinematic videos, mm. I'm like, watch a film, do the film have those transitions that you're yeah. so effortlessly using? Like, they don't have it, but you still like watching it, so get that vibe, get that feeling into your content. Yeah. So. Talking about that, uh, as you evolved, what do you think is the importance of personality, bringing yourself into the content rather than just making good videos?
1: I think it's very important. And at the end of the day, I think that's every content creator's end goal. Because when you start off, you're probably starting off with what is searchable, what is doable, what is what are the things or trends that people are looking for. Even I had that journey, of course, when I started off that, Oh, because okay, let's go, searchable (laughs) yeah so these but at the end of the day every content creator wants that people who are subscribed to you they come back for who you are as a person so your personality is 100% very important and i think youtube has the word you in it i give this example to a lot of people that the whole point of youtube is that it's supposed to be you sharing your experiences and that is why it's different from all the other content streaming platforms because you get a very personal take of somebody else's life or how they are living it. So your personality is 100% very important and you have to understand that for yourself, that how do you best portray it in the kind of content you're doing. Um, And everybody has that learning curve, even I'm on that learning curve right now. And I feel even I'm trying my best to bring out that element. In fact, I feel like every video that you create, especially if you're true to who you are, you are bringing out th- that essence of your personality at the end of the day because um, you are showing what kind of decisions you make, what kind of plans you make, how do you respond to situations so that is overall a part of your personality. But what are your stories? What's your background? Where did you come from? How, where, where are you going? Those are also essential parts of your personality, which you should experiment with and be able to tell a story about.
0: Now, talking about the current pandemic situation, which I will not name for obvious reasons. <laughs> but how do you think that is going to affect? Because Abhi, travel to probably for the next year it's is canceled. going to be badly hit. Yeah. It, like, at least. I'm talking at least. So here, I would say I have also talked to a few more travelers. And everyone's adapting. Everyone is adapting their content. I saw your content. You've effortlessly managed to get... Because of your personality, you've managed to also get some people, but what do you think is your plan of action with this current situation? Where does a traveler, a filmmaker, a wanderer, what does she do now?
1: See, I think at the end of the day, like I've mentioned, I've had that journey of at least realizing how to tell stories. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I've learned so much, at least from the last two and a half years of being on YouTube, that I know how I can make videos. And if you know how you can make videos, you can make any kind of videos. And that is something that I can say with conviction that you give me any topic, I can make a video on it. Uh, Or at least I'll try my best to make a video on it. Uh, The only thing that I have to figure out is that what are the topics that I really want to speak about, if not travel. And that Mm -hmm. was a part of the challenge, but I think I've kind of figured out what is it that I want to talk about, bringing a lot of that personality elements out and also, again, going through that whole curve of searchable content and um, what is it that I want to talk about? Plus what is it that people are looking for? So, it is going to be really exciting. Um, that goes without saying, but it's not something that makes me nervous. So, I think that's a good sign.
0: Okay, now coming to a very philosophical question, and especially as this time, it's more relevant. Are you happy with the content you make? Because adding to one thing, as a viewer, I love watching your content. But sometimes it happens, viewer wants to watch something you want to create something so do you think you've found that balance for yourself
1: i think for most part probably yes but i would say i i'm still i still make content about what I want to make, I don't always go by whatever is trending. And I've stuck to that philosophy since the very beginning. You won't find a what's in my bag video or room tour video or a closet cleanup video on my channel for a reason. It's because I don't want to make videos that I'm not 100% sure of or passionate about. Um, If someday I do want to make those videos, I will, but at least till now, I've not felt that I want to. So, I think I've stuck to that philosophy philosophy from the very beginning, but of course, I have experimented with the kinds of locations that I've been to as a traveler. Because they did give my channel an an initial boost. Um, But having said that, I think even in future the kind of content that I'll make, I'll still try to at least have a 50-50% balance based on what I think others would, would still be interested in watching plus what I still be, I would be interested in making because it's not fun if you're not doing things based on what suits you. If you go way out of your comfort zone, even that is not right. And if you stay too inside your comfort zone, even that is okay. not right. So yes, finding a balance is important and that is something that we are going to, as creators, always struggle with. It is the sad and harsh reality of our lives that we may, n- we may in fact never find that balance. It may never be 50-50, but you have to at least try.
0: Talking about your own content and you said that sometimes views views, searchable content. Hai. I was going through your videos and um, I also noticed that certain videos, uh, your most popular videos, I, as a non-traveller, would not assume them to be there. There were Goa videos, but those were later. I also saw that the more unexplored areas were what got you the views, what got yeah. you. Something, So, like, I've seen in India mein a lot of people when they talk about travelling, or there are very typical places hain. North or South. Northeast is something that till recent times, not a lot of people covered. They knew about it, but you covered it. And I also saw some really beautiful side to the like places even I don't know about. And probably I will be exploring them sometime in the future, if
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, virus hai. But I think that's something that's worked for you. Show people what you want to show them. And if they like it, they'll join the clan.
1: Yeah. I think I agree. Okay, so you have to. Sorry, I keep breaking you off. Um, so I think I agree because you do have to also stay true to yourself, like I've already mentioned. Um, I this is the kind of travel I enjoy personally. So I like meeting new people. I like learning the perspect, learning a new perspective about life. So because this is something that intrigues me so much, I figured that there might be people who will be intrigued by the same subject. Especially when you're bored and you're looking for content online, you will type. On your search unexplored places in India and maybe my, my video will, de- will then pop up on somebody's screen and they will be interested in watching the content just for the novelty of it because it's so so new uh, to give you an example I visited Namibia last year which is in Africa nobody's even heard of Namibia but I wanted to go there because I was really inspired by uh, some pictures that I saw and also because I was in conversation with a travel company which operates in africa and i was like oh damn i really want to do this trip it sounds so exciting and i was kind of unsure whether or not it'll be received well on my on my channel even when i was filming it i was so unsure i knew that maybe there'll be nobody who'd be interested in this kind of content but fortunately people were and one of my most popular videos on my channel is from there so even i get surprised on the daily with these experiments and i think one should keep experimenting experimenting yeah
0: that's, that's a beautiful thought. Okay, now we'll go on to this section where we'll give se tips. Thing. I'll ask you questions about the way you make your content. Okay. And jisko will must you wo banda notes. Alright, sure. So, what is your usual... Now, see, this is very simple for most creators, but ye, this will be a whole diff- different game for you. What is your process of making a video? From the idea to upload. Ab, here, the time will be way longer because you're traveling. But usually I'm sure, do you have a story before you start filming your travel videos?
1: I can't have a story before I start filming because I don't know what am I going to do or find. So that is but always a surprise places element. there
0: are okay I'm planning on going there, pe I plan on thoda sa mujhe explore karna hai yeah, just where the road takes you.
1: See I know tentatively what all am I going to expo- explore but what story will come out of it is still someday, on some days a surprise element. Jesse, again, the example I was giving you from my Namibia trip, the uh, most one of the most popular videos on my channel is from a tribe that I've met. And that plan was very last moment because I wasn't supposed to be there but I did end up going there because it was quite interesting uh, finding out about this tribe and the novelty of it and even when I was filming it I was so scared because it was a very risky subject not scared per se but very apprehensive because it was a very risky subject so these why it's risky is because these women are like topless you see them on discovery all the time and you see people visiting them but I knew that if I don't treat this video right it can send off the wrong message there will be pervs on the internet who will just be like oh you're just doing this for views or you're just doing this for getting popular or there will be people who will question my choice of filming this at all so i was apprehensive but um i did it anyway and that's the surprise the risk element. risk well of, taken ha, so that's the surprise in travel filming but the process basically is that when i'm filming that is when i, I decide on a tentative storyline okay i need to get at least these few shots or these few interviews or if not interviews, let's not formalize it at least talk to these few people or uh, if I meet somebody new how do I introduce them, what will be the tonality of the video so I have a basic storyline in mind after I know where I am and I know my surroundings so that is when the story develops itself and I think of the edit in my head roughly at least at the point of traveling ki, ye, ye acha so let's at least have this and when I shoot, I obviously shoot along with, I don't shoot randomly, I will have to say at least 30% of planning goes into the travel filming aspect also. What kind of shots I need, how, how will I tell the story eventually when I edit it. And then of course, a lot of storytelling also happens in the, in the editing process, which takes a lot of time because I have so much footage. I have almost 500 GB of data maybe from one trip which is a longer trip. And that's a lot. So if you have to scan through all that data and then eventually cut it down to video sections or segments, it's a task.
0: 500 GB, that, that's definitely a lot. So storage will invest completely oh, Do
1: you yeah. keep all your data? I keep all my data. I have kept all my data and I repurpose it so much, even nowadays because of the lockdown, I'm repurposing all of my old content, all of my old videos, and I'm so happy that I have all that old footage.
0: Okay. What is the importance of I would say the thumbnails? Like time, title, thumbnail passerate. So, title, thumbnail, what is your opinion on the importance of it?
1: I think when you are planning videos, planned kar hai, you should have at least some idea of what the title thumbnail is going to be to give you an example, I was in Bhutan saal. so I in Bhutan saal, haan, gayethi, right? so <laughs> I have forgotten because of this whole pandemic situation so I knew that I am going to go to three so my videos are divided in three parts first is going to be from location 1, second is going to be from city number 2, third is going to be from city number 3 so when i had that rough idea in mind i knew what is going to happen in those three cities tentatively so i had a picture in my mind that okay, this is a tentative thumbnail so that is something you should plan before you even for most not if, if you're not doing travel videos because i think travel videos are very tricky in that sense but if you're not doing travel videos and if you're shooting with a purpose then you, definitely what you should definitely your title thumbnail start the video planning with the title thumbnail in mind Especially if you're doing videos from home. It's so easy to come up with title thumbnails and don't rake your brain o- over it after you're already done filming. Plan your videos in a way that you know what subject to the video. Oga, then shoot with the sections, preferably. And shoot a thumbnail alongside and then upload the video. So, t- title thumbnails are very important because that is what is going to get you the clicks and the views. So, that's the relevance of it.
0: I know a lot of travel filmmakers who, I put a screenshot from your video, which is fine for a lot of things. But then there's a lot of creators who take the time and plan the shot, ki, okay, this might be a potential thumbnail. What is your process? Are you the screenshot from video or take the picture
1: there? I wouldn't lie. When I started, I used to take a proper picture. <laughs> but for some in some cases, I'm the screenshot person also, because I'm like, oh, oh this is a nice screenshot. And I think people get more casual with, the kind of thumbnails they make based on the kind of videos also. Like if you're doing vlogs every single day. I can imagine, I'm sure people don't take deliberate thumbnails for videos that you're doing every day unless it's a very topical video. You know what the topic is and you you want a specific thumbnail. Uh, So I think that is how the process is. Sometimes though though you have to click a thumbnail if you think that it's going to be of relevance.
0: I think when you were giving the example of everyday vlogging, I think Flying Beast is a good example if you watch his content. There's like, Delius just a highlight of the thumbnail. There's no planned thumbnails, there's no planned content, but still you connect. So I think after a point, it's more of the story inside it and the person inside it. Uh, But that I think is something that's important. Okay, Abi, what's your most favorite thing about what you do and your least favorite thing about what you do? I think most favorite I can guess.
1: Most favorite is obviously traveling, flexibility that comes with it, the fact that I'm my own boss. I can plan whatever Mm. I want to shoot, whenever I want to shoot and however I want to represent it and that's a great flexibility to have. To give you an example, if you work for a media company or if you work for TV or uh, films, you don't have that kind of flexibility. In fact, you you probably play a very small part of the entire process unless you're the director. (laughs) That's a huge part to play or a producer but in in planning your own videos you are everything you have all the roles you have the the role of social media manager your publisher your editor your di- director the concept crea- writer, your i don't know everything you're scripting unless you have a bigger team at, at some point of time or at some stage of your career which is also important to have if you want to grow bigger but for most part at least when you start you are that one person doing everything and i think that's my favorite part of being what i am today hands down the travel is obviously a big perk but this is my even more favorite part the least favorite is again that you're your own boss on some days it's terrible because on some days you're absolutely utterly clueless about what you're doing and where you're going in life and you have to find that motivation to put yourself out there over and over again. The reason why I even mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that when you're thinking of content, think of the long term, what you're comfortable doing, because you'll have to do it over and over again. And believe me, if you're starting today, it is so important to realize that you're going to be doing this in the long term because you cannot get uh, exhausted. If you do, of course, take a break. It's not something, it's not like you have to hassle your brain and get tensed or stressed about it. But think about it this way, you will have to be posting videos regularly. So that is sometimes my least favorite part also, but it's all fun and games.
0: Okay, between um, filming and editing, I'm sure filming is the more fun part, but do you enjoy editing or do you bear editing?
1: See, on some days it's enjoyable if I'm trying something new out or if I'm learning something new, if I'm trying out something with the storytelling or if I'm doing something differently. Uh, which I do try to do for most of my edits because I feel like that is how it remains exciting because editing can be a very boring job also when you're learning a new software that is when it's the most exciting or when you're experimenting with something that is when it's the most exciting but if you have to travel uh, sorry if you have to edit regularly it does get quite boring so editing is obviously not fun in the long run Um, but you have to try your best to do it anyway so, uh, on some days I really hate it, but when the final product is ready, that is when I am so grateful that I know editing. <laughs> I think you're always the happiest when the final product is ready.
0: <laughs> so, Abhi, talking about everything and again coming back to the current situation, how do you personally, pandemic or non-pandemic, deal with creative blocks? Because it's to honge, kabhi kabhi. sometimes. for
1: sure, for sure, yeah. Especially, the more you exhaust yourself creatively, the faster they come. And I think I do tend to exhaust myself quite a bit because like I was mentioning, I try and learn something new or do something differently in my every edit, which is not great. I feel like I, I still have to learn how to optimize doing uh, regular content, which is planned plus doing something, which is great. So that that great stands out and I get the subscribers and the regular content can go out for the subscribers, um, the regular subscribers. So you have to learn that balance. I'm not great at it yet but I do tend to exhaust myself quite a bit and when I do, I try and take a break from it I don't stress myself too much about ki program, my regular programming or when is it that because I feel like travel is a genre where you have to put in so much effort in the editing process because there is so hoti footage plus also you have to come up with a story and you have to present the content in a way that it looks nice at least and at least it's watchable <laughs> it doesn't bore people so sure. I try to cut myself a slack very often, as often as I can, on any day that I feel exhausted of editing, I try to tell myself that okay, let's take a break, do something relaxing, come back at it after we feel completely on board with the process of editing, so that is what I do.
0: I don't know if everyone can see this or your camera can see this, is that a planner back there?
1: Oh, I have lots of planners. I have five planners.
0: Nee, the board, is that like, do you plan your content in any? I can't read that, so. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 I do, I do. So, this board is very helpful because I write stuff which I want to do the most. Just say if I want to wake up at 8 am every day, I'll write 8 am, I'll write the days of the week, and I'll cross it out every day if I do follow it or if I don't follow it. So, that's just a quick way of analyzing stuff. Uh, so I do put a lot of stuff over there. Right now, I have just my social media goal because li- that's the one thing I'm working on currently. So how many tweets do I want to post? How many Instagram posts do I want to do? What is my uh, goal for doing videos? Uh, so I write all board on And on some days, I, it keeps changing based on whatever it is that I'm doing. this is just I saw the, the Instagram quick story, everything. Tweets
0: wala, the tweet goal. Wala.
1: Yeah, so yeah exactly. Exactly. So this is just what I keep doing on the daily. It's it keeps changing.
0: How do you deal with trolls? I won't call them haters, I've called them haters in the past. But ha trolls, ke saath, how do you deal with them? Or do you just ignore them?
1: See on some days I do get really angry, but on most days they make me laugh. And that is how I deal with trolls, because Find them extremely funny. Like people who are taking out the time and actually typing something mean for you, for some reason, I don't know why. I think I maybe I've just trained my brain to have that response, have humor as a response for every time somebody trolls me. Um, but also at the end of the day, people who are putting in comments for you, they're increasing your videos' engagement. Absolutely. And I think that is something you should be grateful for. Not for the trolls, but just the engagement aspect of it. So if you just look at it logically, think of it as engagement, and just let go. Uh, I, I love I
0: think,
1: it when, yeah, I think our network
0: on, is, on. we overlap each other a lot of times. I love it when you can tell that some child has written things because in that sense, censored it or went down. They will change the spelling, a little bit. So, you like at least spelling is at least have full intention. If you yeah. I think 9 out of 10 times if I've ever replied to a comment like that, it's been a person sorry I was having a bad day, i 9 oh. out of 10 times.
1: Oh! Wow. Because I go
0: Because I go all full on. Hate hai na? I hate I have this strategy which I absolutely mean it, but now i harsh. Like, I hope you feel better after letting this out. Next time, let me know if this I'm saying, I'll I, I write something but I'll write I hope you feel better So people say, sorry, i am written in anger Or today's new trend, I don't know if you faced this it, They wait for you to get the notification if you have notifications on But by the time you open it, it delete it So you can't respond to them
1: Okay, I unfortunately so don't get yeah. Gali I don't know, maybe It's just that travel content pe, do, I think so, of it that way So I don't get a lot of abusive content or uh, comments as such but i think the kind of comments that i get are mostly opinions sure. unnecessary opinions just say why are you doing this what are you doing mm-hmm. why did you do this or that uh, who does this who does that and those sometimes trigger you because they're so personal and they almost sure. feel like they're attacking you so they sometimes tend to trigger you but then if you have a humor as if you have humor as a defense mechanism i think you're going to at least be seen and be able to face it on
0: the daily. Uh, we talked about this thoda yesterday. Now, Ab, see, abhi ek scene of YouTube versus TikToker. Yeah. I honestly don't have much of an opinion about it, and most creators who are dedicated to their work don't have an opinion about it because they carried on with their daily life. Yeah. But a lot of creators jumped on this train or trains like this to get views and subscribers. Now the Inter- entire internet was shaken but now no one talking about it anymore. Yeah. So what do you think about this entire situation where people jump onto these trends thinking it's the final, ultimate thing to get attention?
1: Yeah, if to get attention is at the end of the day, great you've gained subscribers or great you've got like a lot of either positive or negative response on your video. But now what? You still have to produce content at the end of the day you still have to come up with new video ideas. Even if you do jump to this occasion, what you And plus I found this whole topic a little, I mean, I did not have the capacity, mental capacity to deal with it because I was like, I don't platform content content create platform. I literally have zero to give.
0: You guys, <laughs> You Yeah, I
1: know. So that's it. So that's I did not have much of an opinion on, on it. And plus a lot of people got very personal in their attacks. I'm not saying who, how, how when, but in my opinion, are so people are very personal about how they are creating content. And I feel like the platform, the creator who works on their own platform, they know what they are doing and how they are working. And everybody is doing it for their own life and their own living and their own earnings. And everybody's making a good earning out of it, at least if you're a serious creator, no matter which platform you're on. So, I don't And this topic does not bother or concern my life at all. Because if I'm a YouTube first creator, great. If somebody else is a TikTok first creator, great for them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't change my life.
0: Okay. What are your future goals, plans, personally, professionally, like now, immediate future? What are your kind of goals that you have in mind?
1: Okay. So I think I'm definitely figuring out the content for my channel, which is still a process. And I think I've to to a great extent kind of figured it out. At least in my head, I've categorized it. I've done some planning, put some thought into it, uh, vagera, vagera. but apart from that, I'm also looking at creating something else besides YouTube, not something else as in kuch physical world, mein, but another maybe content channel. And that is something that i've been thinking of for a while maybe not my own content channel which i'm not the face of it but maybe i'll invest into some other channel this is just a thought that i was kind of um thinking of so let's see where where it goes and i think like i said once a creator always a creator so you will always know how to best leverage platforms and you will know how to best put content out there so those are some of my future plans and, uh, and yeah, if I have to say, mention a long term plan, I definitely plan on having a media company. I mean, I do already have a company registered in my name, but a proper media company, which does a lot of media jobs. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so that is what I see as my long term goal, probably two, three years down the line.
0: That's amazing. Now, last question, which is the ekdam amazing question that people want. Yeah. So. Tanya's secret sauce, secret recipe to success, as people like to call it, ki whenever you've done that, you feel that that was your reason of growth. What was that one thing for you, or rather that one thing that added up over time, that this is the reason I grew, and when I do this, I have gotten a good response.
1: Okay. I've never followed rules. People follow start vlogging, karna shuru karte hai, they stick to that how-to-vlog. There is a formula That this creator is famous, and I will try it So I've probably never followed rules as such I've always created my own rules I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to uh boast here but I think that's just the kind of person I am I'm, I'm just kind of a sort of a rebel in that sense ki, um, I don't like to follow a, a recipe or what do you Jo bhi matlab, I don't like to follow ki, ye existing rules to this. So I generally experiment in with so I think whenever I have done something experimental or unexplored or treated a video in a way which is uniquely mine or which I can say that this is my style or yes this is how I make videos that is when I've got the best response from people, the most amount of subscribers and people always remember it also. People always say that you were very good or that video was very good. And that is something I take we- with great pride that, yes, I did something else and a good response came from that. I don't say that I always do that, but that has been at least the case in a lot of videos.
0: So I, I'm sure itna sara knowledge leke people definitely learned a lot about you, a lot about your work progress and I, sh- process. And I'm sure they'll learn a lot how to implement this on their own channels but yeah but this is not the end of this because i be after party here which huh. will start directly after this video and people will know a lot more about you the things that they would want to know so okay. this this is it for tanya and me on up close and social and we'll catch you right after this in the next video on the after party where all of this continues so how about a little bite to the camera
1: okay bye bye everybody see you next time in the after party
0: yes okay